This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from One Trust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the One Trust team for their support. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Hey guys, Joelle here. Just wanted to take a moment to ask for your help. Michael, Matt, and I devote a ton of time, energy, blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of our own money in keeping this podcast going for you. We're really lucky to have a couple awesome sponsors that help us along the way, but we really need some support from you guys to keep this going in 2015. We're doing two episodes a week, and that's over a 100 episodes a year of just awesome content that we're bringing you that you can take back into your business and do things a little bit better every week. What we've done is we've put together some really awesome gifts for you that you can get at rocketship.fm forward slash 2015. And we've got a great book that's got some of the best of the best quotes and photos of our guests from 2014. We've got posters that can keep your team motivated and a super cool t-shirt that Michael designed. 
If none of that sounds enticing to you, you can also just donate cold, hard cash. We take that too. So please support us in 2015 and help us bring you another year of awesomeness. Rocketship.fm forward slash 2015. Thanks so much, guys. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Rocketship Podcast. I'm Joelle Steiniger. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Michael Saka. Today we had Janine Renee, the founder of Next Chapter, on. So guys, what did you think? Well, one of the things that stuck out to me as just being super cool was hearing how once she had the idea to start the company and she knew she wasn't technical, she jumped right in and learned what she needed to learn through Treehouse so that she could have the right conversations with a technical co-founder or development team. And it was like pedal to the metal from that point forward, getting things going. And I could just relate a lot to that. Yeah, she she actually committed 10 hours a day for 30 days to learning Ruby on Rails. And it sounds like it just helped her work with those developers and really understand what's possible and maybe what should be delayed a bit. Also, it was super interesting to hear about building a tech software product for an industry that's not really fully online yet. So the ways that she's promoting it, going to offline events, trying to target the lawyers that are online, ranking high for searches like bankruptcy uh, software. It's really interesting to hear from someone outside of tech. It was interesting to learn that the lawyer community is coming online, which I think is something that everyone needs to pay attention to. As the tech space gets more and more congested with software for other tech companies, the fact that there is a huge publication for lawyers online and they may have never even heard of Stripe or Square. And, and there are payment processes that are just for lawyers. And there's huge opportunities out there. And uh, she's taking advantage of one of them. So Yeah. And just to add on that, actually, something that I thought was interesting is it's not just this legal tech community that's out there. It's niche within that. So she said that there's products out there that are for like, quote, you know, lawyers in general, but you know, they're focused specifically on bankruptcy lawyers only. And she's seen just that wow factor of people that are like, wow, you're building something just for me. So uh, let's jump into it. Before we get started, I'd like to thank Codeship. Codeship makes continuous delivery simple and easy. For those of you just getting started, Codeship has a generous free plan with five private projects included and 100 builds per month. Not enough? You get 20% off three months just for being a Rocketship listener. Plus, the team over at Codeship spent the past few months talking to customers and just launched a complete redesign of their app with better usability. Go to Codeship.com Rocketship to sign up today. Customer.io is a modern email platform built for startups. Go to Customer.io Rocketship to start sending emails that convert. We'd also like to thank Envision app. Envision is by far the best prototyping and collaboration tool on the market. I can personally say I can't imagine delivering another design comp without it. Go to envisionapp.com forward slash rocket ship and sign up to get their starter plan free for 90 days. So tell us what is Next Chapter? Next Chapter is a web application for bankruptcy attorneys to help them manage their cases and prepare and file bankruptcies online. Nice. So where did you discover or, or what made you want to go tackle this problem? Well, I was a paralegal in the bankruptcy field for about eight years. Um, I started at a local law firm, just doing all the paperwork and meeting with the clients, but the process was really messy and time consuming. So I tried to hack something together. You know, I made some kind of a process with Salesforce and Excel, and it just wasn't very efficient. So 
I actually went out on my own and created a virtual paralegal firm. So I was doing the preparation work for attorneys all over the U.S. And in doing that, I noticed that there was the same problems in all of the firms and it all had to do with the software. Wow. So I just kind of, you know, that's where I started learning what I wanted to build and building those mock-ups to make the app. So how has it been getting this off the ground? Well, it's been challenging. Uh, Right now, you know, we are about 90% of the way done and it's, it's been a long process. So, I mean, we've been through a couple co-founders and, you know, a lot of contract developers are putting in a lot of great work, but I know we, we just have a little bit more to, you know, push us to that finish line. But I'd say that at this point, um, a lot of it is coming down to the bankruptcy court and the way that they're making changes in the court. It's kind of having an effect on uh, our development. So, What's it been like kind of being a non-technical co-founder and managing engineers? What have you learned in the last year? The biggest reason why I wanted to learn how to code, I actually taught myself how to code nice. uh, enough you know, to build the website from the beginning and start getting customer feedback and traction and that sort of thing. And in the beginning, I wanted to at least just be able to communicate better with the developers that I was working with. And so I tell myself Ruby on Rails. Um, I gave myself like 30 days, uh, 10 hours a day. And I was like, I'm, you know, using Treehouse. And I was like, I have to get this, you know, at least something up so that I can start trying to talk to attorneys about, um, the, the software that we're building. It was very hard for them to understand it without seeing, you know, some kind of website or table. Sure. So, so I'd say, you know, as soon as I was able to understand the, the back end of things and how it all worked, it just made it so much easier for me to communicate and understand the, the length of like what's possible and the length of time that something should take. Yeah. I think Joelle actually has a very similar experience with that. Yeah. Really similar to what you described. Matt and I are partners on Hookfeed and he's the technical one and I'm the non-technical one. And I really needed to teach myself at least a bit of Ruby so that we could talk about what was going on and that I could really understand and participate in those conversations in a meaningful way. So I totally see the value in you putting that time in up front. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. It makes such a difference. And it, it really helps me identify problems quicker too. And it makes you realize you like anything, anything's possible. You can build anything you want. It just, you need to understand like how much time something's going to take. And if it's important enough to, can you skip it now or what's required, you know, not get shiny object syndrome, just, you know, try to focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest part I think is once you realize that anything's possible, stepping back and really asking like, should we do this? That, you know, it takes a lot of self-control. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, I know you had probably a big personal network from the paralegal firm that you had started in terms of being able to reach out and have these early conversations with people and try and get them, you know, to use an early prototype and give you some feedback. Were there any other channels that you were able to reach people outside of your personal network? Or did you really rely heavily at first just on people you knew? I first started just with the people from the um, virtual paralegal firm that I was working with, you know, uh, the, the law firm that I worked for locally in Columbus and also some of the attorneys that I was preparing the documents for. But from there, I, I mean, people really started coming to me, to be honest, I was, I was really shocked. I started 
And I was like, oh, we're not ready yet. I don't want to, you know, I have this list of 45,000 bankruptcy attorneys just kind of landed in my lap. And I was like, I don't know when to reach out to them or what exactly to say without having the application ready. So I kind of sat back and then I got this read, write article and it was very surprising, you know, just Well, as soon as I put the website online, a reporter contacted me and wanted to write an article about it. And I'm like, sure. So she wrote just, you know, about learning to code and, and that like boosted our rankings significantly out of nowhere. And then, I mean, from there, we don't, you know, we're, we've always been on the front page of Google for bankruptcy software or legal software for, for bankruptcy attorneys. So there's not a whole lot of competition where Anytime that somebody is looking for this solution, that you know, we're right there. So we're the only ones that are fully mobile, full, fully online. And I think that that's you know really attractive to these attorneys that want to start getting into tablets and paperless offices and these things. So a lot of them have have found me. I just yeah. haven't done much marketing yet. So aside from getting the actual app finished, which I know is always a beast, what's been the biggest challenge of getting this off the ground? Right now, it's really been working with the courts. I mean, when we first started planning Next Chapter, I knew that the new forms were going to be coming into the bankruptcy courts in, you know, by 2016. And at the time, that seemed so far away. But now it's coming up really quickly. And I just want to make sure that Next Chapter can accommodate for all of the new forms that come through the federal courts, as well as you know, the the new filing system that the bankruptcy court is supposed to be rolling out at the beginning of this year. So they're now requiring us to do XML and PDF instead of just PDF submissions. So there's a few challenges with the actual courts and they have these conference calls, you know, with like all of the other vendors and developers and they're so boring. <laughs> it's really hard to understand. But I, I sit on there just trying, you know, to make sure that we can push our way as fast as we can, you know, and, and launch with them these new changes. You mentioned that the the kind of lawyer community is, is moving online. Where have you seen the the growth and, and what helps you kind of identify some of the holes that you can fill with Next Chapter? Right now, the legal tech community is, is really exciting. And right now, there's a lot of um, lawyer marketplaces out there and a lot of niche software. And with Bankruptcy, I mean, there, there's no one really tackling this yet. There's a few other competitors that are, you know, trying to get online uh, in the bankruptcy space. But, but really, this is, it's just so unique that bankruptcy is uh, all federal. It's like taxes, you know, you just fill out the, this whole chunk of paperwork and it's the same through the whole U.S. And it's always just a big, messy project, you know. So we've just made it really easy like this simple web workflow. And I mean, people outside of the legal community see this all the time in applications, but this is something just very new to bankruptcy attorneys. They're like, oh my gosh, you're building something for me. You know, they're just really surprised that anyone would be taking the time to build directly for them instead of like, you know, general legal product. So, yeah. So what is, is kind of next for you? Once you launch, what's your go-to-market strategy? Once we launch, we will be having revenue from the beginning, you know, we're hoping to be able to raise after that. Right now, we, we've been 
fully self-funded and I have tried to raise around. It's very difficult in the Midwest right now. Um, I know a lot of people have, but, um, and we have a lot of great VC firms sprouting up right now in Columbus and there's a lot of great angel groups, but most of them require revenue prior to investing, you know? And, um, so that makes it really tough for a company like next chapter. I mean, we, we can't really get to revenue without the final product being built. And it's, you know, it's not just an app. We're filing these documents that go to court that can change the course of someone's life. So it's, it's just a little, um, we just don't want to roll out too soon with the risk of that. But as soon as we, you know, as soon as we launch, we're, we're going to be looking to build, you know, build a team and get investment and, and just go as fast as we can. Cause there's so many other things that surround this, that, that we want to put in the credit reporting and, you know, all these things that, that work together with next chapter. Sure. Yeah. When you're, when you're raising, is there any, like, are there different metrics that people are looking for in the Midwest beyond revenue? And does it affect your valuation because you're in the Midwest? I would say, yes. Um, it affects our valuation. You know, I've met with VCs in New York and the Valley and, you know, Chicago and Columbus and Columbus valuations are all very, very lower than, um, on the West coast. But really, they're all just looking for revenue in the Midwest. You know, they they want to make sure that you're going to stick around, that you'll okay. stay in Ohio. You know, they they want you to work very closely with them in their offices and that kind of thing, which is fine. They mostly want revenue right up front, especially for something, you know, like this, where they just don't understand the space so much. Okay. I've noticed that lawyers often come in on rounds. They They don't lead it, but they will participate. Is that uh, anything that you've explored? Oh yeah, definitely. We have uh, a few advisors who are interested in investing and now bankruptcy attorneys are a little different than, you know, corporate attorneys and that kind of thing. So they just don't, you know, typically invest and they're not very risky, you know, but there are some definitely that, that are interested in being a part of a round, but yeah, like you're right They're you know, they typically don't lead. And So that'll be fun though, to, you know, get, get some of our customers in on it. And I thought about that at one time. I'm like, Hey, why not just, you know, have our customers just build a whole pool and then have them lead. But we need someone strategic as well to help us, you know, with, with all of the pieces that we're unsure about once we keep moving and building and growing, you know? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Would you ever consider raising from like New York and San Francisco and Columbus yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? When, what can we expect to see in the coming months? Yeah, we are working as fast and as hard as we can <laughs> um, to just get launched so that we can, you know, get get these attorneys that are beta testing right now paying and using it and, um, you know, filing with the court. So we're hoping that, you know, we can get this rolled out in the first quarter next year. and from there, it's just going to be, you know, we want to try to build the team bigger so we can get m- more of the features in there that the attorneys want. Um, right now, it's just bare bones, you know, <laughs> exactly yeah. what you need to file and just your basic, easy chapter seven bankruptcy. And so a lot of them are going to want chapter 13 immediately. And, you know, the ability to do these difficult processes. And so we're going to want to try to accommodate for them as soon as we can. Have you explored what the sales are going to be like selling to bankruptcy attorneys, potentially who may not be online? Yeah, there are some challenges with that. Um, Right now, most of the attorneys that have found us 
are, you know, the ones looking for something exactly like this. So they may not be the full bankruptcy attorney, you know, with, with a ton of filings per month, but they're just looking for one or two, just something to try. They may be a general practice attorney. So these guys are much more used to, you know, the online ways. And, okay. but I did go to a conference. Well, it, it was like this meeting of the minds of every bankruptcy attorney, um, the, the top filing bankruptcy attorney in every state. It was in Las Vegas last year and all of them got together and I was supposed to only be there for like a 15 minute, you know, cameo type of thing, come in and explain bank, uh, next chapter and, and ask them questions. And I ended up being there for over like two hours. It was intense. Wow. They asked me so many questions and, you know, some of the old school guys, you know, the ones that have always done things a certain way or, well, how is this going to work? And <laughs> like, just trust me, it's going to work. You'll be and I'm, you know, putting this on this. I was just like trying to show him on this old screen and it was smushing all the, everything together. Oh, it was, it was just, it was hilarious. But um, yeah, I'll, I think that some of them will give me a hard time, you know, but I, I have a feeling um, for the most part, it's, it's going to be really easy for them to just get in. We've made a tutorial, you know, as soon as you sign in like an onboarding experience, that's really slick. So I know that, um, that that's going to be really good for, you know, first timers in the system. And do you have to budget for like advertising outside of like, say, going to conferences or like radio ads? Is there anything that you guys are going to explore to reach some of those guys that, you know, may not be reading all of their news online? Yeah, I've been going to some of the conferences right now. And it's I definitely need to continue that because there's so many bankruptcy attorneys that go to these legal tech conferences where they want to learn more about technology and the legal space. And we have associations. So there's like a national association of consumer bankruptcy attorneys. And it's, you know, the the largest association for bankruptcy attorneys. So everybody goes to those um, meetings and Um, The conference that they hold is very large for um, that group. And I think that in legal, there's associations for basically everything. So you can, you know, talk to each state chairman for the association and, you know, kind of try to find out how you can get into their meetings and and talk there. Yeah. So I know we talk a lot about tech products. And I think what's so interesting is that you are selling kind of in a new space in, in the, the legal tech space. How have you decided to price your product or have you guys explored that yet? We have, and that is always a tricky question because, you know, we've we've sent out surveys asking these attorneys what they would pay for something like this. And I don't think they quite know yet. You know, I mean, they, they don't know the value that we're going to bring. And I know, I know from doing it for so many years that, you know, one case could take, an hour, but another case could take 15 hours of work. So by using next chapter, they're going to be eliminating all of that time and the resources that they have going into that right now, uh, paralegals, assistance, you know, we're also going to be doing that. Like we have a virtual paralegal aspect to this as well. So, you know, if they are on vacation and don't want to do the, you know, or, or unable to do a bankruptcy preparation, we can handle that for them. So there's there's a few different things we're going to do, but it's it's going to be a tiered offering, um, you know, a monthly subscription, depending on the amount of bankruptcies that you file. But okay. we're still looking okay. at the exact pricing. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I think we always try to tie our pricing to our value. And mm-hmm. you have some interesting options where it's, 
you could not hire a paralegal and it, you know, you could cost, you could price closer to a paralegal or it could be per bankruptcy, which sounds very flexible. So that's interesting to hear where you guys are aligning the value up. Yeah. And we will have that option as well, since there are so many attorneys that we've had uh, sign up who, you know, don't do a large monthly amount and they just want something flexible and there's no, no one that offers that yet. So we definitely want to fill that gap. Yeah, I know attorneys are busy, and I imagine they're hard to get a hold of. But if you can save them some time, I, I'm sure it's incredibly valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for coming on. Where can we keep up with you and Next Chapter online? My Twitter handle personally is Janine underscore Renee, and Next Chapter is at Next Chapter BK. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Janine. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, where twice monthly we send out actionable advice for entrepreneurs and exclusive links to AMAs with our guests. That's rocketship.fm. Sign up today. Show exactly.